today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. As I have been encouraged by this text that we have before us, for me it has served as a much-needed reminder of the faithfulness and the goodness of God, no matter what it is. One of the things I'm learning in my walk with the Lord is that no matter how bad it is, it cannot change how good God is, always is. That situation in your life, that struggle, that difficulty, it will not have the final word in your life. God will have the final word. You'll see. Just wait. You'll see. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of 2 Timothy. Let's face it, sometimes life gets so hard that you want to quit, go hide away, give up on God, and just try to exist from day to day. What Pastor J.D. will be reminding you in his teaching today is that everybody goes through that temptation, even Jesus did. You'll find out today how to survive those trying circumstances. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 2 Timothy chapter 1 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. The text today will be chapter 1, 2 Timothy, verses 9 through 12. The Apostle Paul is writing, and by the Holy Spirit, says, verse 9, He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of His own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But, verse 10, it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, verse 11, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet, this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. Wow, 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 wow. Chicken skin, as we say. Goosebumps for those of you on the mainland. All right. (laughs) Sorry. So I want to talk with you today about how it is and why it is that And please don't misunderstand me when I say it this way. I don't mean to be dismissive of whatever it is that you're going through, that trial, that difficulty, but no matter what you're going through, I don't care what it is. I I, I came out totally wrong. (laughs) I do care, (laughs) but it doesn't matter. Is that better? That's the best I got, so you're going to have to take that one. It doesn't matter 
Whatever you're going through, God will see you through. Period. I promise you on the authority of God's Word and God's love and God's nature. And I testify to you today on this day. I've been walking with Jesus Christ for 38 years and He has pulled me through unthinkable, unspeakable difficulties that quite frankly, quite honestly, I'm being very open with you, I truly thought this is how it ends. (laughs) I'm not making it out of this one. I mean, the Lord brought me through the last one, but this one, this is how it ends. (laughs) But here I am. God brought me through. God is faithful. He is able. God is good. And God loves us so much. And that's what I want to talk about today. In the text that we have before us today, The Apostle Paul reveals what I would argue are two of the most profound yet simple truths in all of Scripture. So much so that these two truths have the propensity to absolutely change everything as it relates to the hardships and the difficulties, and the trials, and the sufferings of this life. I know that's a kind of a big statement by way of an introduction, but it's true. I pray, and my prayer and my hope is that you will be encouraged today, as I have been encouraged by this text that we have before us, For me, it has served as a much-needed reminder of the faithfulness and the goodness of God, no matter what it is. One of the things I'm learning in my walk with the Lord is that no matter how bad it is, it cannot change how good God is, always is. That situation in your life, that struggle, that difficulty, it will not have the final word in your life. God will have the final word. You'll see. Just wait. You'll see. The first one is in verses 9 and 10, and it's because of what He's done. Emphasis on He's done. Here, Paul is reminding Timothy, even encouraging Timothy, concerning how it is that it's not because of anything we do. In other words, It's because of what Jesus has already done. It's been said, rightfully so, that religion is what man does for God, but Christianity is what God has already done for man. He sent His only begotten Son because He loves us so much to die for us instead of us. That's how much He loves us. He already did it. It is done. It is finished. And please, I know this might sound like a firm grasp of the obvious, but the fact is that Jesus dying for us and saving us means this. There's nothing that He will not do for us. 
because of what he's already done. Please stay with me. The enemy, sadly, has succeeded in some measure by getting us to doubt the goodness of God when we're in the midst of those trials in life. And I'll expound on that and explain that. It's kind of like this. So you're going through this trial, and the enemy's right there, and he's convincing you, I'm using that word for a reason, that God is mad at you. God is punishing you. That's why you're going through what you're going through. That is not true. That is a lie from the father of lies. Because my relationship with God is not predicated on what I do for God. Can you imagine? I mean, think about this. Let's just play it out for just a moment, just for purpose of discussion, okay? Let's just say that the goodness of God was predicated on my goodness. And oh, by the way, uh, spoiler alert, later on in Second Timothy, Paul is by the Holy Spirit going to say to Timothy, when we are faithless, <laughs> he is faithful. In other words, it's not predicated upon me and what I do. He's already done it. It's a done deal. But let's just again, let's just get back to our hypothetical. Let's just say that God's goodness to me was predicated on my faithfulness and being a good Christian. But let's just say I kind of had a bad week. Man, I kind of messed up. You did? Not me. I'm, this is hypothetical. Remember? Don't look at me like that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, kind of messed up again. And here's the enemy. Man, I'd lay low for a while if I were you. I, I, you know what? I wouldn't go to church this week if I were you. If the person sitting next to you knew, don't look at the person sitting next to you. If they only knew what you did, oh. And he convinces us that God is angry with us. And as they say, we're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh man, I'm going to get it. You know what that does? Is it distances us from the Lord. And that's why you know it's not the Lord. Because see, that's condemnation. And Romans 8 verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. God is not angry with you. He's not mad at you. You know what our problem is? We look at our heavenly father through the lens of our earthly father. Oh, my earthly father. He was always angry with me. I mean, all the time. He had reason to be, probably, but he was always mad at me. And I mean, I would try to sleep in until he left the house in the morning, and I would try to go to bed early, before he came back to the house at night, just so I could avoid him, because he was always angry. I was always getting in trouble. It reminds me, I think it was Mark Twain who famously said, at the end of the day, spank your children 
for certainly they have done something wrong. <laughs> and I think, I think we see God like that, right? It's kind of like, man, I'm going to get a spanking again. Man. But that's not true. What do you mean? Well, because of what he's done for you. Do you realize what he's done for you? Yeah. Yeah, but if he's willing to do that for you, is there anything that he's unwilling to do for you? What did James say? He said, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. There's no changing of his mind. There's no back and forth. It's like, wait, now it's just, you know, back and forth. If it's good, it's God. You got it. If it's good, God will give it to you. Not because you're good. Because, I mean, come on. Who's good? Don't raise your hand. Whatever you do. None are good, save one. I actually want you to turn to Romans 8, verse 32. If you would, please. I have to say that this one verse in this amazing chapter, and I know I say this all the time, but one of my favorite chapters in all of the Bible, but Romans chapter 8, listen, if you are doubting God's love for you, questioning God's love for you, I would really encourage you to spend some time in this chapter in Romans, Romans chapter 8, the whole chapter. But there's this one verse here in chapter 8, verse 32, that for me personally, it changed everything. It changed how I look at everything and how I view the difficulties and the trials and the sufferings of this life. I mean, it changed it. I've never looked back. It's a game changer, if I can say it like that. Listen to what Paul says. It's a rhetorical question, actually, if you'll catch it. He says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Here comes the rhetorical question. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Let's talk about this for a moment. You know what he's saying here? He's saying, Jesus died for you. God was not willing to withhold from you his only begotten son to die for you, is there anything that he won't do for you? Look, we're trusting the Lord when that trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise first and we who are alive and remain to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. We're trusting the Lord for that, but we can't trust the Lord for this month's rent. How does that work? Well, that's what he's saying. I mean, I guess I could have put it in a nicer way, but I'm feeling a little bit snarky today. So that was snarky, wasn't it? That's a good word too, isn't it? Snarky. It's just one of those words that sounds like a word. It should be snarky. But seriously though, okay, so this is what God has done for me. Is there anything he won't do for me? If it's bad, he's not going to give it to me. And you don't want him to give you anything that would be bad for you, right? But if it's good, why would God withhold it? 
I mean, let's think that through too. So God gave us his son, would not spare his own son, delivered him up for us all. And what's God going to say? Listen, I've done my part here, okay? No, I know this is a silly illustration, but you'll get the point, I think. I gave you my only begotten son. What more do you want? It's up to you now. Take it from here. I did my part. Are you kidding me? That's impossible. That's not who God is, which is the second reason that whatever you're going through, you can be assured that God will see you through because of who he is. In verses 11 and 12, I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of not just what Paul says, but perhaps more importantly, what Paul does not say here in these two verses. Notice in verse 12, he says, this is why I'm suffering, Timothy. I mean, he's not complaining or seeking pity. It's a badge of honor for him. But he's just simply explaining that this is why he's suffering. But then he tells Timothy this. He says he knows in whom he believes. Oh, interesting. Notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, I know in what I believe. He doesn't say that. He says, I know in whom I believe. Well, why are you making this distinction and emphasizing this? Because what you believe will never see you through. It's who you believe that will see you through. It's who God is. It's how good God is. 1 Corinthians 10.13. If you wouldn't mind, I'd like to encourage you to turn there as well in your Bibles. This is another game changer, for lack of a better way of saying it. And it's one that we quote, perhaps without even knowing it. In fact, we do it in a sort of a canned, cliche way. And it's usually this way, God will never give you more than you can handle. I mean, if you're anything like me, I, when I'm going through a trial and somebody says that to me, I don't warm up to that very well. You know, I know that. You know, easy for you to say, look at you, you're fine. But that's where it comes from, is this verse in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13. This is what Paul says. He says, no trial. Some of your translations render it temptation. Same word in the original. And if you think about it, any temptation is a trial, and any trial is a temptation, right? Same word. No trial has overtaken you, seized you, that is not faced by others, common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tried beyond what you are able to bear. But with the trial will also provide a way out 
so that you may be able to endure it. Okay, let's work through this. First of all, there's no trial, no temptation in your life that God is going to allow that will be your end. He won't allow it. And by the way, that trial you're in, (laughs) oh, we have brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the ages that have gone through similar trials, and God has seen them through similar trials. Peter says, don't think it's some strange thing when it happens like, God, what are you doing? What are you talking about? What am I doing? Why are you doing this to me? No, no, I'm not doing anything to you. I'm doing this for you, not to you. So first thing, no trial is going to overtake you and be the end of you. And here's why. It's because God is faithful. And He's not going to allow you in that trial to go beyond what you're able to bear up under. But now here's the key, and I wish it weren't so, if I could be so candid, (laughs) because he says it's with the trial, in the trial, vis-a-vis the trial, that he will also provide a way out and escape so that you are able to endure it. In other words, how am I going to get through this? Oh, by going through it. What? Yeah, Lord. Oh, Lord, you promised you're going to see me through this. But that's not really our prayer. Oh, it sounds biblical and right and noble and good, right? You know what we're really asking? Lord, we're not saying, get me through this. We're saying, Lord, get me out of this. Right? I'm not going to get you out of this. I'm going to get you through this. Because there are things that I want to teach you in and through what I'm allowing you to go through that you could not otherwise learn. You know what they call something that is sunshine all the time? Oh, happy day. I mean, no rain, just sunny day, blue sky. You know what they call that? A desert. A barren desert. (laughs) Nothing's going to grow. If you've got a better one, let me know, please. But that's the best I got again. So, but think about it. How are we going to grow? If everything is just sunny and blue sky and great, our lives are barren. It's the storms of life, the trials of life. It's easy to read the book of 2 Timothy and think it only applies to pastors. But the Word of God is always inclusive. This means you can glean something from every page, no matter who you are. So don't let your social status, job, age, or how long you've been a Christian hinder you from diving into the Bible. It's full of wisdom that you can apply to your life. As you listen to Pastor J.D.'s message today, we pray your faith was impacted in a powerful way. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear others like it, just visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. There you'll find an archive of teachings as well as other helpful tools in your walk with the Lord. We always love to hear from our listeners too. If you have a specific prayer request 
or any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us through our contact form on our website. Again, that's InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You'll find it under the About tab. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to connect and have you join us for our worship services. Always feel free to bring your friends and family along, too. It's a great time of fellowship and learning about God with Pastor J.D. Be sure to let us know that you're a listener of In Spirit and Truth when you visit. You can find out more about Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at our website or find us on our media platforms to stay up to date with all things concerning Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Thanks for being part of our study in the book of 2 Timothy here today. We hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth. Holy.